Hello, my name is Sheila and I would like to welcome you to my podcast All About You. I love to listen to podcasts and especially conversations with famous people. However, I think everyone has a story to tell. Maybe a place you have visited, a hobby you enjoy or anything that you feel would be of interest. I want to have conversations with lots of different people and hear their stories. So if you have a story to tell, please contact me on my email allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com. Welcome to another conversation on the All About You podcast. Today, I am very happy to welcome back a previous guest, Robin MacDonald of Robin MacDonald Coaching, based in Glasgow. During the last conversation with Robin, we talked about coaching and what it can do to help you move forward in your personal and business life. However, one of the topics that came up was knowing our personal values and how it can help us to live our lives in accordance with what really matters to us. I thought this would be a great topic to explore further, because in all honesty, how often do we take the time to think about what our values are? Today, I'm very happy to welcome Robin back, and in this conversation, we go deeper into this very interesting topic. So, Robin, welcome back to the All About You podcast. No, thank you, Sheila. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be back. Well, I'm really looking forward to getting into the nuts and bolts <coughs> values exercise. So, Robin, can you explain what we're going to do today with the values exercise? Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, as you, you touched on when we had the, the original podcast, uh, we, we, we touched on values and just the importance of them. I think it was interesting how you know, it was something that you wanted to explore a wee bit further. So I think before we probably go into the the actual exercise itself, which is something I, I often give clients to do if they're sort of struggling to identify you know, things that are going on for them, maybe just to touch on actually you know, what values are. Um, so for me, you know, values are things that we deem to be important in sort of the way that we sort of live our lives and sort of work, etc. And they are, they're, they're sort of central to who we are. And they're, I guess they're, they're neither morally good or morally bad. They're just, you know, they are part of what we are. Um, and they're sort of, I guess, they're things that sort of are intrinsically important to us. Um, and, you know, when it comes to then, if we can identify what our values are, it then might help us in being able to make decisions, sort of key decisions in, in life. So whether what type of career you want, you know, whether you want to move to a new location, whether you want to start a new business, you know, whether you know, all these sorts of things. And, you know, and when, when people are exploring their goals and what they want to achieve, it's sometimes a good idea to go back to what their values are and to identify them. So, for instance, you know, you could be, let's say you identify family and sort of family time as being a value. But if you're spending your week in sort of a 70 hour week job where you might be away from home a lot, then that's possibly going to be conflicting against one of your your core values. Likewise, if you're not a particularly competitive person, but you're in a sort of let's say in a sales environment that's very sort of competitive and it's sort of people are driven to obviously hit their targets. Again, that perhaps might not be the right environment for you to be in. It might be, it might be conflicting with you somewhere. So it possibly then is something that 
people they might want to explore as to you know, what type of career, what type of job do they want to do? If it's if, if actually they, they find themselves that are in an environment that isn't suited to them, it's not that it's toxic, it just it doesn't suit their own personal beliefs, then perhaps they need to be looking for something else. So it, it just sort of helps to be able to, to map out where that person might want to go and they can use it, I guess, like a compass. You know, if we think of a traditional compass that points north, it helps the sailors in, in years gone by to, to be able to, to navigate their route. If we understand what our values are, then it might be able to help us to actually navigate our own personal route and our own personal journeys. So that's really sort of, I guess, values it, it in a nutshell to me, what, what, what I believe that they, they are and how important they play. I just love what you said, Robin, help us navigate our route. I think that is absolutely brilliant because I think the last time you sort of think about what is important to me is probably when we're starting to think about careers. You know, would you want to work outside? Would you be happy to work in an office? Do you like to work on your own with teams? That's sort of looking at what sort of things appeal to you work-wise but navigating your route through life by knowing your own personal values, I can see how that can work in your relationships, in your work, in, in your free time, your hobbies, what, what you like to spend your free time doing, etc. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, people need to sort of understand and recognise that values do change in life as well. So, the values that we have at 18 or 21, you know, when, when we're leaving school or leaving university may not be the same values that you have at the age of 30 or the age of 45 or the age of 60 when you retire. And it's important that people understand that and that it's OK for values to change because they will change from, from, from time to time, you know, depending on your circumstances and depending on what's going on in your life at that moment in time. So to review them periodically is seen as sort of a sensible and, you know, worthwhile exercise to do. Now, whether you want to do it yearly, bi-yearly, or just when, when, when events come up, if people are aware that you know, their values are playing a part in the decisions that they need to make, then it can have a sort of a huge impact and effect in terms of you know, what they want to do. You know, again, one of the things that you might come across is that maybe there's somebody been born into a family of doctors and, you know, it's the expectation is that then that person then goes to university and becomes a doctor and then has a career as a doctor. But that actually might not be what that person really wants to do. And they're just following the path, the traditional path that the family's had, but they're not actually living their own true life. They're not being their own true self. And it may be that actually they want to be a gardener or they want to go and do something completely different. And actually getting them to recognise that can be it can be quite a humbling and sort of emotional experience for people to actually get into that zone if you like to say God, actually, I'm, I'm doing this thing and it's okay it's it's making my, my parents and my grandparents really happy but it's not making me happy and I've got to live my life I've got to do what is important to me and okay my circumstances changed now so I've got married and I've had kids but what can I do that actually makes me happy and whole as a person again and if that means that you know you then have to go back and have difficult conversations with people in your family to look actually do you know being this fantastic surgeon isn't really for me anymore then you know through sort of the, the coaching process we might be able to come up with ways how you can maybe have that conversation with people and to, to be able to address it and to then identify what it is that they're maybe looking for and to help facilitate them to get to where they want to be. So Robin now you've given us an overview <laughs> on the values 
you've actually very kindly created a worksheet that everybody can access and I'm going to make it available on the All About You podcast email address. So Robin, can we go through this worksheet and explain how we should use this and how we complete it? I've got my copy here. Okay, okay. I've got one in front of me as well. Okay, right. So we're ready to start then. So the exercise itself, I've, I've sort of split it into three parts. And the first part is it's just it's a list of 50 words and it's 50 words that I've, I've come up with. And it, it's not a definitive list. It could be it could be 100 words. It could be 200. Words, it could be words that I've not even thought about. And it's basically just trigger points for people to maybe identify you know, what is important to them on it. So for things I've got, I've got appreciation on it. I've got balance, challenge, charity, motivation, mindfulness. There's a whole host of words on there. What I'd invite is for people to pick what they believe is their top five values. So again, it can either be from the list or from something that they, that they that I've not thought about that's actually really important to them. The top five words, and then I'd like them to, if possible, narrow it down to their top three and why those top three are important to them. Right, okay, so I'm looking at my list of 50 here. So then I would whittle that down to my top five and then my top three, mm-hmm. and then to put my why they're important. So already we are digging very deep. I mean, I have done this exercise with you before, mm-hmm. and I didn't personally go straight for my top five. I sort mm-hmm. of circled the ones that had resonance with me, mm-hmm. and then I just started cutting, cutting, cutting until I got to my top five. Mm-hmm. And I found it very interesting when I came to the top three values and why. And it was interesting. I actually found myself getting three pieces of paper and actually almost journaling on the why of those top three values. And I was really surprised that I did that because I felt I really wanted to get clear in my mind why these three were my top And I even wrote down certain scenarios where those proved those are my values. So I did actually end Mm -hmm. up sort of doing three Mm -hmm. A4 pages, one for each of the values. And I was not expecting that at all. That's interesting. Um, And, you know, when I explore values with my clients, often we'll explore them fairly early on in sort of our coaching relationships so maybe sort of the first or second um, session that we have together but it's amazing how often my clients will then refer back to that you know, in like session four five six you know wherever we are in the program and say oh, that's my values that come and, you know, and to actually be changing their values even within the sort of the context of that coaching journey and that coaching relationship and you know and I, I deliberately put you know, why is that value important to you in there because I think it's because it's, it's, it's easy to come up with a, a list of words you know businesses are very guilty of doing that you know writing down a list of values that they believe are important but then if you challenge and say you know well how often do you actually live your values you know are you walking the walk as well as you know, talking the talk you know that horrible business speak that that, that we have and you know it's, it's the same exercise for people to do you know Okay, they have trust as a value, but what does trust actually mean to you? And why is that important to you as 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 a value, as something that you want to carry with you for the next stage 
of your journey in terms you know, of where you want to get to for your goals. And, you know, I think it's and, you know, and again, I make no apologies for the fact that the exercise is is difficult. It is it is meant to be difficult. Um, you know, it's not supposed to be something that is that is easy. You know, it's and, you know, taking the time and the, sort of the, the time just to reflect on, you know, what is important to you is it's such a worthwhile exercise to do. And, you know, before I trained up to be a coach, I would have had an idea of what my values are, but I'd never taken the time and the luxury to just sit down and really think about it properly. You know, if I was in a job interview, I'd probably give off you know, the standard values that were important to me, but really were they? Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's again, you know, just going back to what I said earlier, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's seen as a worthwhile exercise to periodically review what your values are and you know having seen people you know in the course of sort of like a three four month journey they're changing their mind and sort of having that conversation with themselves about what is important to them is eye-opening in itself when i was doing the the top three values and the why i had the values i often i then sort of put information down that i, I don't want to say just <coughs> but sort of scenarios where that particular value <laughs> became important then I found that the feelings were coming out in respect to those values. You know, this is my value because when this happened, this is how I felt. And again, I was not expecting that. It almost has got layers. <laughs> and you start with the value. Then I had the scenario that is connected to that. <coughs> and then the feelings associated so literally the top three values became in layers and it's quite true as you say this is not an exercise you can knock off in 30 minutes mm -hmm. while you're watching the tv it might take you several days or even mm -hmm. longer i mean there is no time limit whatever works for you but i think once you start looking at this you you do end up going down a rabbit hole i have mm -hmm. to say which is good which mm -hmm. i think is positive and you know and my role as a coach would be to to keep you focused and to keep you sort of steering in the right direction, if you like. And actually, I would gently challenge you and prompt you as to, you know, is this really your value that's coming up or is it something else? Is it another emotion that's maybe playing out? Is there something going on in your in your life just now that's making that a value? You think it's a value, but actually it's just one of those ones that's just passing in and out. It's not necessarily core to what you are. So that's you know, within that sort of that coaching conversation, these things would get explored yeah interesting okay let's have a look at part two then living your values <laughs> so for this i've sort of I've come up with what i'd like to think is sort of a fairly sort of fun and light-hearted way to explore your, your values a little bit more so i've come up with a scenario where and it's, it's a fantasy scenario where your house has unfortunately burnt down and now, thankfully all your all the people and pets have been saved. So your loved ones are, are all safe. They're all fine. Your pets are all fine. So the things that you know, would be important to you in that sense, that, that there's no issue with it. But what I'd like people to think about is three things that they would save in that theoretical fantasy scenario. Now, what, what are the things that they, that they deem to be important enough to save above everything else other than people and pets? When I did this exercise, I came up with passport and credit card. <laughs> now, there's two sides to that. Number one is if I've got a credit card, I can look after myself and I can buy whatever I need. If I've got my passport, 
I've got a form of identification and I can travel. So for me, those two things showed a very practical nature. However, I couldn't come up with my third item. Which, which is interesting. So is that typical? Does, do most people come up with three items or people come up with a lot more? Or um, oh, I guess because the question is asking for three, I think people probably feel compelled to put three down. But again, you know, I'd ask people to, to just to, to think about it. I mean, you've come up with some, some you know, interesting two choices in terms of the passport and credit card. I guess within the coaching conversation, I might challenge back and say, well, are these things not replaceable? Okay, it might be a bit inconvenient for the first week, 10 days you know, until these things come through. But ultimately, you, know, you will get a replacement for them. You know, that, that's something that, you know, it, it is replaceable. Okay, it's, it's not going to be the direct like for like. All the records behind that will still be there. Mobile phones as well. Furniture. Okay, it might not be the same sofa that you have, but you can go out and get another sofa. So where within your psyche, if you like, are you really, is it just material things that you're actually wanting to to save? Or is it something that's more sort of deep and meaningful in terms of your history, where where, where you you could be going, etc. So it's just, again, there's no right or wrong answers to any of this exercise. It's, It's purely up to the individual. But it just it gives an indication and a clue as just uh, what is going on for that person at that moment in time. You know, is this really what they want to want to achieve? And it's interesting because I knew I was doing this podcast with Mm -hmm. you this morning. When I was working at my desk, I again was thinking about Mm -hmm. this particular question. And I stand by my first choice with my Mm -hmm. passport and my Mm -hmm. credit card. And I think, A, that shows the practical side of me Mm -hmm. and be my love of travel and on my desk I've got my little furry rabbit that I've had all my life mm-hmm. and sits on my little desk and I looked at him and I thought oh my heart just did a little miss of a beat and I thought mm-hmm. how on earth could I have forgotten my little bunny that sits on my desk that I've had all through my life and I think it's quite remarkable I've still got him you know with all the moves and mm-hmm. moves different country I've got him. and I just thought I felt really bad that he didn't make my list. So I'm going to put him as my third item, my little childhood cuddly bunny. And Mm -hmm. I feel a lot calmer now I've made that decision. (laughs) See, there we go. And again, as part of that coaching conversation, it's it's triggered something else in you. Yeah, something that's actually, it's completely irreplaceable that only you know about because you've been attached to that bunny for your whole life. That, you know, you would, by the sounds that you would miss not having that bunny and it sounds like a silly it sounds like a silly thing but actually it's really important to you and when i was thinking about that i thought why is this so important i think i remember from as as young as i can possibly think that having that rabbit in my life through when i was a little kid when i was a teenager it always sat on the corner of the bed or in the corner of the room or something he's always been there you know he's probably as old as I am he's been with me through all the transitions in my life and now I thought yeah he's going to be on that list and I just think that's my sort of my personal history is in this rabbit a cuddly (laughs) rabbit because I can just associate him with all the different stages of my life (laughs) places I've been and I mean one of the things that that we spoke about um before we, we, we started today's call was obviously what things I would save. 
and you know one of the things I, I mentioned to you was that I have been exploring some some genealogy recently and I've been looking at my mum's my family tree and it got us into thinking about you know, my, my, my grandfather that sadly passed away a couple of years ago left a lot of photo albums that we don't have digital copies of so for me just now because I'm, I'm exploring his life if you like I would save those photo albums but if you'd asked me four or five weeks ago that might not necessarily have occurred to me that that would be the thing that I would want to save because it it wasn't in my everyday thinking at that point in time and likewise you know six seven weeks in time you know when I've done all this stuff on genealogy for just now and I, I pack it away for another day you know when whenever I want to look at it again it might not occur to me then to to look at it either so it, again it's just another example of how you no know, we do have some transient values that just come in and out so things that are important to us at this moment in time might not actually be that important to us but I think your your bunny rabbit is a, is a fantastic example of just something that you look at it every single day but it just it didn't didn't necessarily occur to you as being the thing that is possibly most priceless to you I, I think that is so interesting what we've both discovered mm-hmm. as in one and two were quite easy to come up with and mm-hmm. I came why the third one I really struggled on, and I think I probably did this, this exercise with you probably a good month, six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it's only really yesterday when the bunny slotted into this, this picture. And, and I just think that is quite amazing how it's sort of taken six weeks or so to bubble <laughs> to the service of something I would be so devastated if something happened to him exercise on the surface looks quite cut and dried Mm -hmm. when you start looking at it and thinking again it goes quite deep quite absolutely yeah it does it does okay robin part three when you look at others what values do you admire so for this again it's another sort of little fun exercise just to explore what's going on for the person and what I'd like is for people to identify three people and know they can be dead or alive. They can be famous or not famous. They can be a family member, a friend, a colleague. It could be the bus driver, you know, whoever you want as you know, to identify three people and then to sort of identify within those three people, three qualities that you admire and sort of the values that are coming up and to then compare your own values to that person's values as to, you know, and for people to then recognize or, or to identify, you know, the value that I'm identifying in person X, well, why why am I not having that as, even though I'm, I'm acknowledging that that's something that's really important and I admire that in that person, why is it not coming up for me or, or is it coming up for me? And great, you know, it's, it's coming up for, for you then. So it's just, again, another way, just another angle of just looking at the values that you might have and, you know, seeing it in, in somebody else and saying yeah do you know what? I, I, I really like that I, 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 and it could be you know, a value that they come up with is something that they're not currently they've not currently got in their life just now so again within the coaching conversation we can have a discussion around how they could maybe incorporate that within their life and what they would need to do to start bringing that value into their everyday living and being or within their career and if it's if it's means that they'd have to have a job change what can we do to to maybe get you there so again it's just it's another way of just looking through that prism if you like from a different angle to say actually you know what steve who runs the news agency he's always really friendly and chirpy 
I want to be like that. And, you know, just to see where, where's it going. This exercise for me was fascinating, <laughs> but quite difficult. Mm-hmm. I think I started thinking along the lines of what do I enjoy in my life and where do I like spending my time? And I started thinking about, okay, what do I like to read? What do I like to listen to? What do I like to watch? Where do I like to go? And sort of from those things, but a couple of names started bubbling to the surface. And then when I started looking at that person, some of the people, we've got no personal connection at all. (laughs) And I didn't limit it to a particular number. I think I came up with about five in the (laughs) end. And I think three of them I've never met and probably will never have the opportunity to meet. <laughs> but when I started looking at their bios, maybe books they've written or things that are out <laughs> that I can access, it was a very, very interesting exercise. Can I ask whether there were any common themes coming up with these People. Yes, there was work ethic. Okay. The quick, the, the top, quite quickly. Mm-hmm. In in respect of they are always educating themselves. They are all various curious people. They hold themselves to accountability. Mm-hmm. They are investing in their education and their future. I, I was actually really happy mm-hmm. with people I chose and the why again a fantastic exercise (laughs) and having identified work ethic as being strong from these people did you then go back and look at your the 50 original words and say what was work ethic within that group for you it was and I I I think the thing was since I started the podcast because this is something completely new with me Mm -hmm. I've had to push myself to learn the technology. I've become very, very curious. I want this topic on the podcast right. I need to go out there and I've got to find a person. (laughs) What's the worst that can happen? They say no. And that's a new mantra that has really come up through the podcast, as in, if you don't ask, Sheila, you'll never know. And if you don't ask they might actually say yes. (laughs) And it's taking that risk and it's sort of putting yourself out there. And I recorded a podcast the other day with with literally somebody on that list. And I approached them and they said yes. So for me, it was like, oh, my God. You know, somebody I've admired for so long and they said, yes, I will do your podcast. So... Without this exercise, would I have been that brave? Probably not. So for me, a lot has bubbled up to the surface. So I, I, I think this is just brilliant what, what you've put together here. No, thank you. And that, I mean, it's interesting how you've said that you know, it gave you the, the courage, yeah. another potential value to go and then approach that person. So bravery might be coming up for you and, you know, to, to then go and, and have that conversation with them and, you know, they say you should never meet your heroes, but it sounds like that was one that was actually worthwhile and, and, and fruitful. So well done to you for, for having the courage and the tenacity to go and to, 
explore that further. This new mantra, what's that worst that can happen if someone says no? I'm not afraid of the no anymore. If they say no, okay, the podcast is not their thing, fine, I accept that, move on. But I'm not afraid of the no anymore. Good. In itself, I think, is, is, is quite something. Uh, again, well done to you for that. No is one of the smallest words in the English language, yet it's, yeah, for lots of people, myself included, and I'm sure there'll be times, you know, when no will not land well with you but something you just have to accept is that it's, it's, it's this scary little small word that you know people get fixated on and yeah if, if that's the worst that people can say then hey you just move on or whatever or you, or you, you decide a different you, you, you make a different choice so we've looked at part one we've looked at part two and we've looked at part three so Robin can you talk us through the final piece of the the exercise okay for for me then the final piece would be if you've then completed those three sort of sections within, within the exercise, having identified what your values are, the challenge for me as a coach would be, how are you now going to live your life with those values? What, what are you going to do? Let's see, maybe you are, you'd already identified your values and, and you're, you're living them as they are. What are you going to do to then keep yourself on that path? Or if it's new values that have come up, what are you going to do? What things are you going to identify in your life that you perhaps want to change to to incorporate those? Again, it's a choice. You can choose to either encompass those values in your life or you can choose not to. You know, and as long as people are aware of the choice that they're making and that they're making it for the right reasons, then that is all that really people can can do. You know, it may well be that if you identify fun something that is really important to you but your circumstances just now are you can't go and have a carefree fun life you know you've got you've got kids that are still at school so you can't just pack up everything and, and travel around the world is it a case of you no know, in five years time you're going to revisit that so it just it's identifying some just some trigger points that you can still allow yourself to then to just to map where you want to go and what you want to do and, and have a plan to to get there nobody's saying that you have to do things immediately the things the change does inevitably take time for a lot of people they're particularly sort of big big changes but it's about the small steps to, to maybe get there hopefully within that coaching conversation we can facilitate a good route or a good action plan for for somebody to get there i think another thing it may be good to do this exercise with your partner if you're a husband wife or you have a partner <laughs> to understand the values of the other person because that has only got to make the relationship stronger if you can understand why this value is important to your partner mm -hmm. and maybe why it's not so important to you or vice versa. Mm -hmm. or if they've picked out something completely different that you just glanced over, but for them, maybe that's in their top five. Again, I guess you know, as part of the sort of coaching conversation and sort of the coaching relationship, because it's completely neutral, um, often people can't discuss these things with partners and people that are close to them because there's, there's too much of a conflict and then there's too much extra energy and baggage that's coming into that equation if you like but when you're talking to a coach completely neutral you know it's, it's a completely confidential space for people to be able to discuss things and you know it could well be that perhaps they've identified a value that isn't important to their partner and it's troubling them in terms of you know what they should be doing in terms of the, the next so so yes, it, it, it is a good idea in principle 
to discuss that with their partner but it may come up with sort of awkward things as well that they then want to have that coaching space to be able to then discuss it, it could, and it could be just something that's just a, a frivolous thing that's come up that actually you know it's it, it's nothing or it could be something bigger that maybe they, they've lost sight of you now what was important to them at the beginning it's, it's about the, the values you have as an 18 year old aren't necessarily the same values that you have as, as you go through life money's often a, a, a thing that you know, is sort of an emotional part of any sort of relationship or partnership and you know, children again so things things do naturally change and it could well be that just for whatever reason they're now just misaligned and they've just got to somehow come back together and through that coaching conversation we might come up with ways where they can just gently get realigned again well robin i, th- I think this is a fantastic exercise and i the three worksheets you've put together are absolutely brilliant so what we're going to do is with the all about you podcast mm-hmm. at yahoo.com Drop me an email and I can email you the three sheets that Robin has prepared for the values exercise. Take your time doing these exercises. You know, you haven't got to do them in one evening. You might find a lot of stuff comes up like I did. So, Robin, any last bits of advice to anyone? No, not 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 really. Just obviously for people just to enjoy the exercise and to embrace it no, and have it as a bit of fun it's no it's it is light-hearted at the end of the day in terms of you know, what we're trying to do um i think it's great and i really appreciate you, you're going to put that on on your website for, for people to reach out and get um and, and there's another little thing for the first five people that do it i'd be happy to have a, a complimentary sort of 30 40 minute session with them if, if they then to, were to reach out to me as well but i'll just sort of i'll limit it to the, to the first five or just as an incentive if they've sort of been sparked from anything from this conversation, just to, to reach out and then um, yeah, we can take it from there. Oh, perfect. So they can listen to the podcast. They can have their sheets in front of them. They can stop the podcast or listen to the whole podcast <laughs> and then sit down and do the sheets. And that's a very generous offer. Thank you. I can't get the teeth in this morning. Gen- generous. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you meant. Yeah, you do it for me, Robin. I'm not I'm making a complete mess of it here. No, it's just it's, it's just a way of just trying to get people into the into the conversation, just to maybe just yeah, open up that sort of that coaching world to people. So it's I know you said it's generous. It's just no, it's just it's me being me. So maybe it's one of my values coming out to try and engage with people. Um, so oh well, thank you very much, Robin, and thank you very much for being a guest a second time on the All About You podcast. No, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thanks, Robin. I hope you have enjoyed the conversation. Don't forget, if you have a story you would like to tell, please get in touch. My email address is allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and thank you for listening.